Blog Talk Radio. We live! We're live! Live from Chicago and Las Vegas. You're tuned in to the show that's always on top of what's trending. It's page one. It's page one. With LaVar and Mary. With LaVar and Mary. What's going on, Blog Talk Radio Nation? It is Friday night, May 19th. You're tuned into page one with LeVar Mary. So happy that you can be with us. Uh, we are pretty much coming up on the end of May. Huh. <laughs> Next week is the last show for the month. And then, of course, that leads into Memorial Day weekend. And then we will be in June. Uh, of course, June brings us uh, Flag Day, Father's Day, Juneteenth, um, and then July in the thick of summer. But welcome aboard uh, to my wonderful friend, Mary. How are you? I am good. How are you doing? I am here. Um, I am happy that it is Friday, like I'm sure so many other people are. I am ready for the weekend, and yeah, I think that's it. It's been a long few weeks. It seems I've been like running like a chicken with its head cut off, um, and I know I say that, and I know some people say that, and I know a lot of people have never seen that happen. <laughs> you are truly old school if you've seen that happen. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Does that mean I'm old? Or <laughs> a you, no, in a farm town, you've seen it happen. Yeah, that means you grew up on a farm and you've seen it. I've never seen it. Uh, my mom's seen it. Um, but I've never seen it. So, yeah. <laughs> have you seen that? I have. A lot. Whoa, what happened there? Um, I have no <laughs> idea. I love it. <laughs> what? Apparently I had an alarm set. Um, no, uh, yes, I have seen it, along with, like, birthing cattle and horses and uh, sending pig bacon to slaughter. Um, so, yeah, grew up in a small town. Uh, my grand, my dad's parents had a farm, so a lot of that stuff happened on there. My great aunt. A lot of good memories. I know, it's, I know it seems weird, but there's a lot of good memories there. No, it, it is if you had an opportunity to grow up on a farm, and my great aunt had one. Um, we would go down there. I didn't want to be around the chickens. Um, and then, uh, uh, she had, cats yeah, they are. <laughs> they are. I didn't want to go near, uh, the chicken coop at all. Um, but we would get eggs from there. And, uh, she also had this plum tree. Uh, and, and you know what, like I said, this is the difference between now and then back then those plums, it would grow it fall to the ground. We'd be all excited. We'd go and get the plums, and we'd probably, like, you know, there'd be a hose nearby, or if you had to close, you'd pretty much kind of, like, uh, <laughs> wiped off the dirt, and then you'd go ahead and you eat the plum right there and right there. You really didn't bother, like, go to wash them. Nobody cared about that stuff back then. Um, and a lot of stuff, 
we would eat would be fresh from the farm. You know, you didn't have to go to the store and do all this different stuff. A lot of stuff was made there. I remember at one point they had a butter churner. Um, they had, you know, uh, they would go and pick their own because they had like uh, this other land that they would go and pick their own uh, beans and greens from. And, you know, they pack it and do whatever they did to preserve it. And, yeah, that was that was good eating, man. <laughs> I am because of the my my like I said my dad's parents had a farm and we had a acre of sweet corn that was right near the house. So when Ooh. sweet corn was in, it was stalked, like pulled it off the stalk, chucked it, threw it in the boiling water, and it was eaten. Like it was that fast. It would pick your wow. own corn that night. So I am kind of when it comes to sweet corn and corn on the cob kind of a snob about it and I know why <laughs> because you can't beat that fresh I mean you cannot beat going out there and pulling that down and cleaning it off and eating it basically within 30 minutes of pulling right. it off there's no way I hate to say this but the best corn I ever had was at the Minnesota State Fair um and I'm pretty sure if those of you in the Midwest have been to the Minnesota State Fair, you will probably agree. I was told that I'm a type of person I'll go to a fair, and I'm not really interested in hot foods. It's usually either dessert or like some type of ice cream. If it's a hot food, I might do one. I'm not going to do a ton because it's too hot outside. It's kind of like here with the of Chicago every year. I know people used to always go and get the turkey leg, and they'd go and get – you know, all this other hot food. I wasn't interested in that stuff. But I was told I had to try the corn. And I'm like, it's corn. How special can corn be? But this one, I don't know how to explain it. But they, you know, Midwest, you got to slab or slather like some homemade butter on that stuff. And then they did like salt and pepper. And that was all it needed. And it was so good. I actually went back for a second ear, which is, I'm normally not a big corn eater, but I had to go back for a second. I don't even know where they got the corn from. Either it was Iowa or maybe they in Minnesota. I don't know, but it was awesome. So, one of the reasons I love fair food. That's, no, that's absolutely not what we were supposed to start talking about, but no sweet corn. Yay! <laughs> No, we never start off with what we're supposed to talk about, but um, <laughs> no, there is a lot tonight. Um, I do know that there's a lot of breaking news. There's a lot of news. Um, um, of course, the uh, sad news that came along uh, this afternoon about the death of uh, football player Jim Brown, who is probably when you American football um uh, I'll start on that first. But Jim Brown didn't do things always by the book. You know, and you know, when we see athletes or the greatest usually play, we think of longevity. Jim Brown only played football for nine seasons. He actually left because he felt that acting, which he went in and had quite a good career as an actor, uh, felt that that was more challenging. I mean, you're talking about a person who um, 
was not only a good uh, basketball, I mean, not good football, but also basketball lacrosse. Lacrosse. <laughs> um, I think he still holds records uh, in college for lacrosse. So such a good athlete, such a good player in the NFL. Uh, probably when you think of running backs, a lot of people think of Walter Payton. A lot of people think of, you know, uh, Barry Sanders. A lot of people always think about Jim Brown. He's on that list. And then a lot of people in, you know, the current probably 20 years or so think Emmett Smith. But Jim Brown uh, pretty much was the mold before um, a lot of those guys. And, yeah, sad to hear that he passed away today at the age of 87. So, um, man, what a life, I tell you. Um, from that to acting to activism. So, yeah. Um, if you don't know who Jim Brown is, there's YouTube. <laughs> yes, lots of YouTube. Yes, thank goodness for YouTube. Um, but t- <laughs> <laughs> tonight, though, uh, we have, uh, coming up shortly, the Almanac, we have a couple of stories of note to talk about tonight. Uh, we will also have the Retro Moment of the Week. We'll take a look at what's trending. And the return of yay or nay. Um, <laughs> I felt that tonight's yay or nay was trending too much towards food. Uh, there's a lot of interesting things to talk about. But yay or nay is back. If we have a couple of minutes, I also have uh, LeVar Files, which is an interesting thing. Of, well, I'm not going to say it because if we don't get to it, I don't want to leave you hanging. So uh, if we have time, I'll do a LeVar file for you. Uh, but beyond that, that's tonight's show. Um, yeah, because <laughs> we got things to do, kids. Some of us have video games to play. Some of us have to get ready to travel. <laughs> so, yes, yes. <laughs> Interesting thing that I did read today, though, uh, was that if you haven't logged on to your Google account in the past two years, it will be deleted. Uh, Google is going to delete accounts over the two years to help avoid security risk. Uh, the tech giant said neglected accounts are more likely to use older repeated passwords and less likely to have two-step authentication enabled and to do security checks on the account. Uh, meaning those accounts are often vulnerable. And once the account is compromised, it can be used for anything from identity theft to a vector for unwanted or even malicious content like spam. Uh, Deleted accounts would wipe out uh, data across Gmail, Google Drive and Docs, Google Photos, Google Calendar, and YouTube. The policy applies to personal Google accounts, not business or school-associated ones. Google said it will send several notices to inactive accounts and to recovery emails associated with those accounts. The deletions will start in December at the earliest. The accounts that were created and never used again will be removed first. So to keep an account active, a user simply has to log in. That includes logins to third-party websites and apps. I think that they should do that across the board uh, with different sites. I think it it's not a bad idea. I mean, security in a... Um, in a uh, IT environment is a huge thing and inactivity. If if it's been inactive, get rid of it. I know like if my record has been, I had to go into a doctor today 
a doctor that I've seen before. And that group, I hadn't seen them in a couple of years. So like, nope, you're a new patient. We got, we, we, we destroy files after, I think theirs was only a year of inactivity. So, and that makes sense because your insurance changes, your, your situations change, et cetera. So because we're doing it, why not tech giants? Right. Um, I think that that should probably be done with, you know, I, I was saying that and there's a reason why I kind of stopped. Um, because I think about those who pass away, you know, a lot of people, some people, they use that for like their therapy that the site is still there or online. And once it kind of is gone, it's kind of like, you know, that sharp reminder. So I think that's why it's important. Like if you have a site, I don't, I thought that there was something that they were coming up with. Like if something happens to you, that a family member or a friend can log on to that site uh, if no one had your login information. Um, I thought they were coming up with something like that. I don't know what happened to that. Um, But I guess in instances like that, if you could prove that you were a descendant of that person and you still need some stuff, but I, I guess but when it comes to emails, though, that needs to happen. When it comes to even on some ends, uh, some social media, like if there was like little to nothing done and the site's just sitting there, or if someone has multiple pages, come back and just be like, hey, you got about five pages here. Because I know someone like that who's an older person, and I don't want – don't at me. But there's an older person that it seems almost every six to seven months they get a new Instagram page. <laughs> and every time I see it, I'm like, this has got to be a it's got to be a hack or somebody's like, you know, messed around with you. But they'll be like, Oh yeah, well I forgot my password. How do you how do you forget your password? Um there's so many different ways now that you can kind of either like save it or you know, or somehow, some way remember it or retrieve it or do something. I don't understand how you have to start up another page. What? There's that forgot password button on most things. I forgot yeah. my password. Yes. So I don't understand how that happens, but a lot of older people who don't know and don't know how to do that, uh, that happens to them. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, not, not saying, but if you're going to do it, <laughs> be a little bit more tech savvy. Anyway, I digress. Uh, the Almanac tonight. Um, today is May 19th. Uh, and like I said, uh, we've got probably, what, another, uh, I don't have a calendar in front of me, um, but another 11, 12 days a month. Uh, so today, May 19th, is NASCAR Day. It's also Malcolm X Day. It's National Pizza Party Day. So I hope you had a pizza party wherever you were at. Uh, mm-hmm. It's that. <laughs> National Bike to Work Day. It's something I want to do. I want to get back to riding a bike. It seems like in recent years, a lot of people, especially since the pandemic, have taken up bike riding. And I want to get back to doing that. Um, it's also National Devil's Food Cake Day. It's we National... Love Devil's Food <laughs> uh, Any particular topping on that? 
Um, oh, I like deviled food, not just cake. All deviled food. Deviled eggs. Deviled, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> like the devil's food. <laughs> That's the devil's food. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I, I did that wrong. She likes the devil's food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. I heard somebody singing like that once, and I was like, you have to be messing up your voice every night. <laughs> um, it is National May Ray Day. It's National Defense Transportation Day. National Endangered Species Day. Tomorrow is National Sugar Bee Apple, Be- Apple Day. It is International Red Sneakers Day. World Bee Day. It is National Rescue Dog Day tomorrow. Uh, World Met- Metrology Day? Did I get that right? I'm going to get my... my uh, meteorology? It's not meteorology, no, is no, it? No, it, no, I would know meteorology. It's M-E-T-R-O-L-O-G-Y. Metrology Day. <laughs> huh. um, that is actually, and I'll explain it, uh, thinking back, and you should know this. <laughs> thinking back to I grade did. school science class, um, there is always that one moment where someone in class asks the teacher what everyone was wondering: Why are we measuring our liquids in milliliters instead of ounces? So, World Metrology Day is the global observance of this fact. On May 20th, scientific communities come together to pay homage. Uh, a meeting that occurred on this day back in 1875 which established a standard measurement system between all nations. So, yeah. Except for the United States. <laughs> right. They don't care about this stupid math. This is what gets me, is that we've got the metric system, which makes sense. And then we have the empirical system, <laughs> which makes me think empire, you know, that kind of thing, not empirical. I know it's empirical, like. <laughs> Five, eight, eight, two, three hundred empirical. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it makes me think of the crown. Ah, actually, the final season America. of the crown will be this year. Um, <laughs> I saw that the other day. I haven't, I've never watched the crown, but I did see it the final season. So, um, National Keisha. I think I know you watched it. What? I said, that's why I was laughing. I know you never watched it. No, no, I've never watched it. <laughs> I lived through both. I lived through a small chunk of it. So, I mean, no, I never watched it. <laughs> um, <laughs> National Keith Lorraine Day. Uh, it is also National Streaming Day. Um, yeah. National Pick Strawberries Day. National Be a Millionaire Day. I don't know how we can do that. Right. Uh, National Learn to Swim Day. And May 20th is Armed Forces Day. May 21st on Sunday, it is International Tea Day. UN. UN. I don't know why it's done that way, but I'll come back to that if we have questions. It is World Day for (laughs) Cultural Diversity. It is National Memo Day. National Strawberries and Cream Day. National Waitstaff Day, it's National American Red Cross Founders Day, and uh, for your kiddo, uh, it is National Take Your Parents to the Playground Day. 
She can take you to the playground, push you to the swing. <laughs> Not around here. Are you crazy? It's already coming up on triple digits. No, thank you. <laughs> you know what I know what's funny about playgrounds? I never play. Mm-hmm. I've done, you know, the slide. I've done the um, swing, done the seesaw, but like that other device that uh, people talk about, the one that everybody gets on and it goes in a circle, I've never done those. Mm-hmm. I've never seen one. The merry-go-round? I guess that's what you call it. I, I thought it was called something else, but. Carousel. Yeah, it was like a little circle and everybody got on it and kind of like just, yeah. Yep. <laughs> never did that. Because at least um, we called it a merry-go-round and that, and it was never level. It was always kind of loose. But there was a divot where everybody ran around and tried to push it so that they could get it going really fast. And you were hmm. either lost, like lost, not lost, lobbed off of it due to centrifugal force, or you ended up, when you stopped, were so dizzy that you were throwing up everything from the inside out. You know what? Thinking about old playgrounds, they really did not have our best interest in mind, did they? You know? <laughs> No, I survived that playground, and I'm telling you, some of my best memories is when I was throwing up because I got, I stayed on the merry-go-round. <laughs> Not even going to lie. You could either, like, chip the two, got hurt badly, you know. <laughs> somebody, yeah. I lost my two front teeth on a playground equipment. I lost my two front teeth from falling, falling off the bottom of a slide. What's a that metal slide on a concrete surface. I was going to say, wasn't that all you wanted for Christmas? <laughs> My two front teeth? After that, I was thinking that every year. I didn't even have to fake that. Wish you a Merry Christmas. I got. I did that without without help. I didn't have to fake it. It was great. Wow. I, I'm thinking about that. and like I, I'm not too far from my childhood elementary school, and they have these monkey bars and everything else, it's pretty much all iron. And I was like, man, you can hurt yourself. <laughs> you have no idea. Oh, yeah. Third degree burns from sun. Oh, it's great. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Our, our... These kids these days are too soft. <laughs> <laughs> man. It's like you kids are going to get in that stuff and like it. <laughs> yeah. You Both want a water time, slide, find a put on the metal slide. You'll be fine. Right. Even in, in hindsight, slip and slide wasn't the perfect thing either. It was horrible. Oh. Yeah. Drink out of hoses that probably weren't the best thing, but we still survived. How about the big wheel? A plastic tricycle with no brakes that you try to get going down a hill as fast as possible. <laughs> that wasn't the best thing either. I nope. love it. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I had the best thing for you. So, um, May twenty second on Monday, it is International Being You Day. Uh, it's also National Craft Distillery Day, uh, World Paloma Day. It is National Vanilla Pudding Day, National Buy a Musical Instrument Day. National Maritime Day, and it is National Solitaire Day. Play a little solitaire. Um, at work. Yeah, at work. 
<laughs> and May 23rd, it is International Day to End uh, Obstetric Fistula. <laughs> okay. Um, what that is, is to raise awareness of the medical issue and mobilize worldwide support for childbearing women. Uh, an obstetric fistula is that normal opening between a woman's genital tract and her rectum. One of the primary causes of a fistula is obstructed labor. This is also known as labor uh, dystocia. Uh, obstructed labor occurs when an unborn baby is physically blocked from exiting the pelvis. Other causes of that include prolonged labor, poor access to medical care, malnutrition, and teenage pregnancy. They knew every day. Um, it is also National Taffy Day, and it is National Lucky Penny Day, uh, May 23rd. So if you have a lucky penny, uh, yeah. <laughs> 24th is brings you National Yucatan Shrimp Day. Um, I'm sorry, I was looking at a report here uh, about a person who I know that Mary knows, Mr. Beast. He used to guest star on a new Gordon Ramsay show on Fox. I'm looking at that on my monitor here. Um, I, I tell you, he's done a lot of interesting things here over the last few years. Yes, he does. He does. And he's one of those people that if you don't know who he is, you are under a rock. Even I know who he is. Mm-hmm. I think I've seen his other uh, food items in the store, uh, in the local stores here. So, um, but yeah, uh, it is also National Wyoming Day. It is Brothers Day, not Brothers Day. It's Brothers Day. <laughs> it is <laughs> Aviation Maintenance Technician Day, Emergency Medical Services for Children Day, National Escargot Day is on that day, along with National Scavenger Hunt Day and World Schizophrenia Day, um, or escargots, as uh, Don Knotts used to always put it. Um, May, 25th, yeah, May 25th is International Plastic Free Day. It's World Thyroid Day. Geek Pride Day. It is also Towel Day. National Wine Day. National Brown Baggot Day. National Missing Children's Day. And National Tap Dance Day. And then to give, yeah, tap a tap a tap a. Um, <laughs> if you know where that's from, bonus points for you. Uh, uh, do you know where it's from? Yes, I do. Tap a tap a tap a. You staple those dimples in. Yes. You staple those dimples. <laughs> I think there is a reason you're here. You, you do exactly. That's all. Every time I hear that, I'm like, tappa, tappa, tappa. <laughs> um, <laughs> next Friday, just to give you a heads up, it's National Paper Airplane Day. It is National Cooler Day, National Blueberry Cheesecake Day, National Don't Fry Day, but that's not uh, in terms of the food. It's as far as you going outside. And it is National Road Trip Day. So, yes, uh, that is all the good things that are coming up over the next uh, few days here. So I am going to go to Retro Moment of the Week. 
because we're at the halfway point of the show, unofficial halfway point of the show. <laughs> um, and then when we return, we got a couple of good stories, yay or nay. We'll take a look at what's trending. If we have time, uh, LeVar Files, and that's all I had planned for tonight. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't bring anything else like of, of note tonight, but I have a feeling that our topic, especially this first one, is probably the way I'm going to present it is probably going to be quite interesting. It almost sounds like an after dark topic, but it's not. Uh, it has to do with the celebrity and kind of something that they said that they think that got them in trouble. But if it were a man that kind of talked that way, it makes me wonder if they would have gotten in trouble. Me thinks not, but we'll discuss that on the other side. Uh, Retro Moment is next. You're listening to Page One with Laura Mary here on Blog Talk Radio. Athletic footwear and apparel at Foot Locker and other fine stores. What do you have? Pabst Blue Ribbon. What do you have? Pabst Blue Ribbon. When you're watching TV, boxing bouts with fighters swinging hooks and clouts, the moment that bell begins to sound, it's Pabst Blue Ribbon from the very first round. What do you have? Pabst Blue Ribbon. What do you have? Pabst Blue Ribbon. What do you have? Pabst Blue Ribbon. Pabst Blue Ribbon and news you need to know. Here's LaVar and Mary. Welcome back to Page One with LaVar and Mary this Friday night, May 19th. 2023. So glad you could join us. What do you have? Blue Ribbon. <laughs> PBR. PBR. Are you going to have some PBR? <laughs> right now? No. Ew, no. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Here's the thing. I forgot what restaurant we were in, but we were in a restaurant and they had a mixed drink that had PBR in it and it said PBR. And the person across from me said, ask what was like, what PBR stood for. Oh no. And I was very disappointed. I was very disappointed. I was just like, <laughs> they were asking the waitress. So I let the waitress answer. But after they left, <laughs> I was like, I'm done being friends with you. How do you not know what PBR is? <laughs> <laughs> there are some people who are not 
total drinkers who may not be aware. You must be patient with them. <laughs> oh. I've never had Pabst Blue Ribbon. So, ever. <laughs> ever? No. I don't never know how you got that bullet. Right. Unfortunately, I've had Coors Light. Couldn't dodge that one. Couldn't dodge that one. What I've had, I've never had Pabst Blue Ribbon. So, um, and unfortunately, I could not also dodge the apple pucker experience. <laughs> oh, no. Nobody dodged that experience. <laughs> no. So, yes. So, unfortunately, no. Uh, but anyway, um, there were some comments made this week. Well, not this week, but anyway, uh, actress Rachel Bilson says that she lost a job due to recent comments about sex. Uh, she isn't one to shy away from discussing her sex life, but she was purportedly punished for it this week. On Monday's episode of her Broad Ideas podcast, the former OC star revealed that racy comments from earlier in the month had cost her some work. She said, unquote, a job got taken away from me because I was speaking candidly and openly about sex in a humorous way on our friend's podcast, referring to her May 3rd appearance uh, on the show Women on Top. The Heart of Dixie alum did not specify what work she had lost, but said she was baffled by the fallout from her sex comments, which had included remarks about getting, quote, manhandled in the bedroom. I said it in a joking manner in the interview, like, yeah, I want to get effing manhandled building exploded on, on, exploded on broad ideas clarifying that the intended message was that it's, quote, okay to give control or take control in the bedroom. The actor has spoken publicly about sex in the past. Last year, she told fans that she, uh, what she missed most about her ex-boyfriend, comedian Bill Hader, was, uh, uh, well, uh, a big appendage. Yes. Uh, more recently, she said that she hadn't had an orgasm until she was 38. Bilson, who once dated fellow OC star Adam Brody, Bachelor alum Nick Vial, and Star Wars actor Hayden Christensen, with whom she shares a child, later clarified that she had, quote, nothing to do with any partners, but rather, quote, had to do with me knowing my body. On Broad Ideas this week, she stood by her comments about sex and her decision to speak openly. She said, I hadn't said anything inappropriate. Maybe I would say it differently, but I still wouldn't not say it. Um... The reason why I brought this topic up for discussion was that it made me wonder uh, if it were – well, lately – I'll put it this way. She's not the first actress in recent weeks to be very candid about her sex life. Um, but if it were a guy talking about particular things openly, uh, would it be – or would he be treated differently? Or the same thoughts. If this were, I was going to say 10, but probably five years ago, I'd say absolutely he would be treated differently because he's a dude and because dudes, you know, they, they, they're supposed to talk like that. Women that talk like that, oh, that's just inappropriate and, and, and it's not classy and, and, you know, you're not a lady if you speak like that because, you know, women don't have those thoughts. Um, and I, like I said, I was going to say that 
10 years ago, but honestly, it's probably like five years ago, you know, that that was coming along and people were breaking down that wall, that barrier. Um, I'm very candid about my sex life and even to the point of I'm candid in front of my kids. Like we had the sex talk early on and the sex talk and said, I I remember it clearly. There was a lot of the biological stuff and I, I kept it very scientific for the biological stuff. But then I said, when it gets to that point that you want to try that, please be careful because me saying don't is the dumbest thing. We're all human. We all do it. Um, otherwise, we wouldn't be here. Um, so, so please be careful. And if you have questions, please come to me because no offense to your friends, they may be smart, but when it comes to this, I'm way smarter. I've had experience. Your friends are dumb, okay, when it comes to this. <laughs> so please come to me if you have questions or you feel uncomfortable and don't let anybody ever pressure you. And that was the sex talk. I mean, it really was that simple. And then later on, as she got older, um, if she had questions, it was, hey, what about this? And it was, this is what it is. And then this is, this is the scientific portion of it. This is what experience has taught me. Make your own mind up. If I were an actress, though, five years ago, if I had said I had that conversation with my kid, oh man, I probably <laughs> wouldn't. I wouldn't be getting wholesome roles. No, they would. Those two shoes roles wouldn't be coming my way. Um, nowadays, I think we're a little bit we're we're moving in the right direction where people actually, you know, talk about things. Um, so today, if a guy said that, if a girl said that, I think they'd be treated the same. And honestly, I think this might be one of those weird one-offs. It might have been a company that has a image they're trying to uphold. So like a Disney. Hmm. Sorry, Disney. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I know, right? <laughs> Hey, even Mickey and Minnie, I'm sure, have had their... When you're not thirsty, I'm sure, you, yeah, I'm sure you'll find some good ones. I mean, how do you think uh, Huey, Dewey, and Louie came to be? <laughs> <laughs> somewhere along the way. Yeah, somewhere along the way, somebody did something. <laughs> but I, I actually think it's... Yeah, I was going to say, I actually think it's refreshing. Someone who is kind of knowing what they want or, you know, like I said, I'm pretty sure she wants to step it back, but um, own it, man. You know what I'm saying? Hey, that's me. You know, that's just how I am. I, you know, too often. And I think for far too long, people were kind of like prudish with a lot of things. It's, it, it's refreshing to hear at the same time. It's not like in your face, like every week she has to say something that's just like inappropriate. You know, there's a time where it's kind of like, hey, you know, I mentioned this. And then you kind of let it go. Then maybe, you know, a month or two later, you might cash, you might say something else. That's that's cool. I guess as long as it's not like just like every day somebody feels the need to like uh, go one step more, be more controversial and like say something more outlandish. 
I'm cool with it. You know, it's far too often I think people think or rely on adult entertainers to be that type of person. But here's the thing. Behind closed doors, what do we all do? Same thing. It's just that a lot of people, uh, you know, don't want to talk about it. It's like, what? what's that? Knowing full well that you did that, and that's how you got here. That's what your parents did, you know. And you haven't knows what your parents did back in the day. So, <laughs> you know, it's, 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 more, it's more refreshing to hear. And I'm glad that she didn't, like, totally take back everything she said that she owned up to it. Um, I actually think it's kind of cool. You know, like I said, times have changed now where, you know, back then, you know, stuff was hidden and you wouldn't dare, you know, mention this during the day and only at night or, you know, you wouldn't do this in the morning. And, you know, it, it, you know, I, like I said, there's a time and a place and a respectability factor. And she expressed her opinions about particular things. I, You know, it's kind of cool, you know. Um, I can dig it, man. <laughs> so you go. You go. Uh, bravo to her. I'm I'm happy that she didn't. She said I like the way that she said it. I may have said it differently, but I still would have said it. Is basically what she said. And right. I am a hundred percent on her side on that one. Like bravo, you said something about yourself. It wasn't like she went out and said, hey nobody does this or blah, 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 blah. If I'm talking about myself, I am not ashamed. I'm not ashamed about my deal. And that's, and that's sometimes where I have to be like, okay, I'm going to keep this just about me, this four feet of space. And that way I can be like, this is just me. This is just my opinion. Now, if it's wrong, please correct me. But when it comes to something that intimate about yourself, no one can correct you. No right. one can tell you you're exactly. Shout out to you, Rachel Bilson. By the way, hey, how you doing? Yeah. Oh <laughs> 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 uh, well, you know, one thing we've talked about on this show time and again is when you go to either sporting events or concerts and taking in the moment. Well, uh, if one particular artist has his way, pretty much that's what's going to be happening when you go. Uh, Garth Brooks is the latest artist to require a smartphone-free space at his Las Vegas residency, uh, which started yesterday at Caesars Palace. According to the email from Ticket Broker Ticketmaster, the artist plus one Las Vegas residency will, quote, be a phone-free experience. Concert attendees will be required to lock their phones in secured yonder cases. Uh, These cases will be unlocked after the event. Additionally, phone use areas will be designated in the venue where guests can use their devices before relocking them when returning to the performance. Ticketmaster says professional photos from the show will be provided to concert goers via a QR code that will be passed out upon entrance to the venue. In our hyper-connected world, we provide a haven to engage with what you're doing and who you're doing it with in physical space in real time, said the Yonder website. Phone pouches that could be locked are increasingly becoming a popular feature at performances both in Las Vegas and across the nation. According to a report by Variety, renowned rock artist Jack White and comedian Dave Chappelle 
have been pioneers in the usage of such pouches. In April, a Texas middle school enacted a policy requiring students to lock their phones during school days. And in May of 2022, a video of a nude scene from a Broadway play using the Yonder pouch was posted to the Internet, causing the production company to ramp up its security efforts. Um, How do you feel about not being able to use your smartphone at a concert? Um, So, LeVar knows this. I went to a comedy show recently with a friend and kiddo, and we had to lock our phones and Apple Watches and Smart Watches into a Yonder pouch. Um, it feels like neoprene, like a scuba diving fabric. Um, okay. For people that go to concerts or comedy shows or anything like that and have to do the Yonder pouch, remember to shut off your alarms and your and your um, reminders because they'll go off in the middle of the show and you can't shut them off. Because you can't get to your phone. Um, and I speak from experience. Um, you know what? After the initial <laughs> after the initial shock of that, it was fine. You, you know, I, I actually got to sit down and, and, and talk with, you know, kiddo and my friend. And we got to laugh about things. And we, you know, we had stories. And we got to have debates about stupid crap that you couldn't just Google right then and there and, and prove somebody wrong or right. And it, it it was, I know this sounds weird, but it was fun. And it, when the show was going, I didn't even miss it. I didn't even miss my phone. And I don't, and I, I think I'm a weird person in that regard because I'm not taking a lot of pictures. I'm not doing a lot of videos. I'm not doing a lot of that stuff. My 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 most recent trip across the pond, like there, yeah, I have maybe thirty photos, but I was there for nearly three weeks. So that was ten photos a week. I take more selfies <laughs> for Instagram <laughs> than that. I didn't miss it, and it, it was nice because people like. During the conversations I was having with my friend and with kiddo, other people were listening in, and and then like uh, two rows down, some guys like, "Hey, blank, 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 blank," and we're like, "Yeah," and we got to actually like interact and talk and see things and look at things and hear things. And we were using senses that I think people forget to use because they're so buried in their phone now. I know a few people, one person specifically, that's going to hate it. Absolutely <laughs> hate it. And LeVar knows who I'm talking about. I know who you're so, talking about. <laughs> I, I, I I, kind of, in a weird way, I'm glad that that's happening because then that means that they're going to have to learn to come back to reality, you know, come back to the, the living. Here's, but here's I'm, not, I'm not... I'm not. I'm not upset about it. Me neither. It does neither. get used to it. It does get it because you're so you forget how much you use your phone until you can't use it. Right. Um, I was somewhere the other. Well, I was at a doctor's appointment the other day, and uh, 
someone had pointed out how now uh, on my way there, I, I actually took uh, public transportation, and someone had pointed out how back in the day you would have a book, a newspaper, now everybody's on their phones. But, you know, when it comes to sporting events, one of the things I'm thankful about is that uh, when I go to baseball games, uh, there are not as many phones being used. Uh, I don't see a lot, uh, which is a good thing. But concerts, it kind of, you know, I, I will, I've only been to a couple concerts in my life. And I will tell you, uh, one was Janet Jackson. And while they did not mind you taking photos or some video, if you were excessively doing it, they were watching out for that. And they would come and tap you by, hey, put the phone away. <laughs> um, you know, I took a couple of quick videos, like 10 seconds here and there. I don't even think I took a picture. Um, Paul McCartney was a little different. Um, I did take a couple of quick videos. Uh, I think I tried to take a picture, but at that point, I didn't really care. I want to live in the moment, you know, and I have a far better memory of it, uh, of being there, than if I had probably took a ton of pictures. And like Mary said, we know a couple people that may perhaps just the entire time want to take photos or camera shots or video. And I don't think that you get, like, the experience out of that because you're busy behind a lens looking like if you want to do that become a professional camera person to take video there other than that at wrestling events it drives me batty because a lot of people in some instances and venues like to take a lot of like video and photo and you're missing out on what's going on in front of you like I said, I'm not like totally down to like just lock it away, but because people are like so like desperate to quote be their own network and broadcast stuff and have it on live and do this and do that, it's it ruins the whole thing for those around you because you're now being a pain in the behind trying to you know get a video and stretching your arm out and you know, then you're getting pissed at me because I'm enjoying it and, quote, in your way. So, yeah, it, it kind of is one of those things where I hope that that's with concerts where that kind of happens. Um, sporting events, you can't really stop it, but it's kind of like have some consideration for the people around you who are trying to at least enjoy it. Um, you don't have to record everything, <laughs> you know? Exactly. Just a thought. Um, Taking a look at what is trending tonight, because, of course, it is Friday. So there's a lot of things going on. Uh, We did talk about Jim Brown at the top of the broadcast. Uh, Of note also today was the passing of the Smiths bassist, uh, Andy Wark, who passed away at the age of 59 from pancreatic cancer. Uh, If you don't know who the Smiths are, uh, that was uh, a band, and I'm, and I'm pretty sure I will hear a lot from 
folks in the UK, uh, but they were formed in Manchester, uh, I think in 82, uh, comprised, uh, you'd know the lead singer, who was Morrissey, um, and guitarist uh, Johnny Marr, uh, Andy Rourke. Uh, I don't. I don't think they were really active for that long. I think they uh, broke up, I think, late 80s. Um, so, uh, but no, sad news about that in the music world tonight. Uh, also trending, um, of course, is SmackDown. It is Friday night. Uh, so wrestling, of course, is going to be trending. Um, Grant Williams is trending um, for all the wrong reasons. Uh, <laughs> the Miami Heat and Boston Celtics play tonight in their playoff game. Um, you'll have to kind of look and see why Grant Williams is trending. Uh, also trending tonight is um, Kendrick uh, Kendrick Lamar. Beyonce has dropped a, a remix tonight. Uh, America has a problem featuring Kendrick Lamar. So new music out. Uh, a lot of people are listening to that. And then, um, also trending tonight, um, Better Man, um, which uh, is trending because, I guess, uh, Taylor Swift, who is on tour, um, is uh, did perform that tonight. Um, so... A lot of Taylor Swift news I think we're going to hear probably over the next few weeks as she does her tour. <laughs> um, but, yeah, those are a few of the pretty much trending tonight besides some basketball, uh, a little bit of baseball here nationally. Uh, and, yeah, kind of a slow Friday night. Not a, not a, not a huge Friday night, but kind of a slow one. Uh, but with that being said, um, no, I think we have a little bit of time. So, the one thing I had in mind for uh, – we'll do yay and there in just a second. So uh, I haven't done a LeVar Files in a while. Usually if you have listened to the show, uh, usually it's something just out of the ordinary, um, kind of you may not have known, you may have known. Uh, but uh, pretty much uh, when it comes down to it um, – the LeVar files that I had for tonight, uh, kind of a, the rest of the story point of it. not calling it that. I call it LeVar files. But anyway, uh, centers around a young man who hopped from one continent to another to another and at the end of the day made an indelible mark in entertainment. Uh, he passed away on this date. I won't give you the date exactly yet. But he was a British-born Canadian who was an actor, comedian, and whose career spanned from radio to television to even the dawn of computers. Now, you're probably scratching your head. And when I tell you his born name, um, some of you probably won't get it. But when young Angus was born, uh, he was born uh, many moons ago in North Shields, Northumberland, England, uh, to Scottish parents. And his father was a mine worker and a tap dancer. <laughs> Quite a difference of careers. His mother was a singer. Tap, 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 tap. <laughs> tap, tap, tap. And his mother was a singer. 
and the family moved to Edinburgh, Scotland when he was a toddler, and then to West Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada when he was six. Now, he came to love radio when he was bedridden as a child because of severe asthma, and by the time he was in high school, he had his own comedy radio series on the CBC network, but he left it during the Second World War to serve in the Royal Canadian Navy. He would later resign his Navy commission after learning that he would be spending his time writing for a Navy show, and he attempted to join the Canadian Army. Now, according to some sources, the Army rejected him due to his childhood asthma. So after leaving the service, he moved to Toronto, resumed his Canadian radio career, where he was discovered by an American agent who brought him to New York to appear on the radio. He replaced, or as a summer replacement, the legendary Eddie Cantor, and then went on to his film debut in the movies in 1946. By 1950, television came calling, and by 1951, the series that he was in not only received praise, but several primetime Emmy Awards, including Best Act Personality for Television, and then the person who Time or TV Guide once called the Charlie Chaplin of television found perhaps his most uh, enduring role in 1961 for young Angus, who later became Alan Young, became best known as Wilbur Post on Mr. Ed. Because if you know cartoons and you know Disney, by 1970s, he voiced Scrooge McDuck in numerous Disney films in the popular series of DuckTales. He's done radio, television, stage, and also for you kids who had personal computers or PC. In 1997, he did the voice of Haggis McMutton in the PC game, The Curse of Monkey Island. If you still have that one, you know what he did. But from the LeVar Files, Alan Young passed away on this day in 2016 at the age of 96. And there you have something that you may not have known. (laughs) So, yeah. I didn't know the PC thing. The what? I knew I did. I knew the Scrooge McDuck thing, um, but I didn't know the PC thing, like the the PC computer. thing. Yeah. Yeah. How about that career stretching from that to that to personal computers? That's something. Um, <laughs> just something that you may not have known. So yeah, stretch the far away. But here's what I'm gonna do for you. I got an additional, an additional tonight retro moment of the week. And then, yay or nay, here on page one on Blog Talk Radio. An illustrated comparison of U.S. compact cars. It'll open your eyes, too. It clearly shows how the Lark compares to the ten other compacts. Compares them point for point with hundreds of facts that can save you hundreds of dollars. Pick up a free copy at your Studebaker dealer's showroom. Then be sure you do one more thing. Drive the 61 Lark. You have to drive the Lark to believe it. And that was Alan Young along with uh, Mr. Ed. (laughs) So, yes, um, yay or nay time here. Now, I, this week, tried not to make it too food friendly uh, because there was a lot of food stories. 
So we're going to do a couple other regular stories along the way. But the first, yay or nay, Uber announced on Wednesday the launch of a new feature that will let teenagers under the age of 18 open accounts and rides on their own. In a news release, the ride-hailing company said that its teen accounts will allow teens from 13 to 17 to set up their own personal accounts through their families' profiles. The company said that only experienced and highly rated drivers are eligible to take on rides from teens, and drivers can also opt out of driving a teen. Teens riding alone at Ubers is not new, but the new policies mark a change in how the company deals with it. Parents have long used Uber as a carpool alternative, and teenagers have set up their own accounts despite users technically being required to be 18. The decision on whether to check IDs to verify the age of riders has largely been left to drivers. New policy also comes as the number of teen drivers has fallen drastically in recent decades, with only 25% of 16-year-olds holding a driver's license, according to Federal Highway Administration data. Parents will now have the ability to live track their child's trip so they will know exactly where their teen is going and who is behind the wheel. They can also contact their teen's drivers directly during trips and contact the company's support team to report an issue on behalf of their teen. Other safety features will always be automatically turned on during trips, and teens will have the option to activate the audio recording feature as well. Uh, according to the company's statement, it says with a teen account, they'll have the freedom to request their own rides, and you'll be notified every time they do. Plus, with live safety features in real time up, you can follow along from pickup to drop off. One thing that will never change is our commitment to helping keep your teens safe while using Uber. Uh, teen accounts will also be made available on Uber Eats, as the platform will make it easier for parents to keep tabs on orders and monitor their teen spending on the app. Uh, their latest initiative for teen riders will be available later this month in select cities in the U.S. and Canada. Yay or nay to Uber allowing teens to take the rides on their own? Um, Oh, I mean, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer on this one because I understand Uh-oh. the point of it, especially having, like, knowing teenagers that don't have driver's licenses and being that Uber driver for a while. Um, so I get that. I think they're sh- I don't. I think their teens too young. Let's do it that way. Fine. I think if you're 15 or older, you should be able to have your wits about you and not like you know get stolen, which is what I tell kiddo all the time. Don't get stolen, you know. <laughs> Don't get kidnapped, and then you're good to go. Um, so I think 13 is just a little young, but maybe 15. I see. I see. Right. It's good for certain things, but I see holes in this system. Because, say, for example... Um, your because here's the thing. Really, stop the ride once it happens. So, um, explain to me what would happen if, and we know it could potentially. Because I know where you're thinking and where I'm gonna probably go with this. Say, for example, your teen says, "Hey, um, is it all right if I go to the mall?" Mom or dad says yes. Teen takes the ride to the mall. How do you know? afterward that they just don't use that as a pickup point to meet someone. I mean, 
I agree. I understand what you're saying. At some point, though, you have to cut the strings. That's why I'm thinking 15. But I'm thinking like 13, 14-year-olds who might use that for that reason. No, 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 no. 13 or 14-year-olds I don't think should be able to ride alone. That I'm against. I think that's too young. I think it's just too young. Um, But, yeah, 16, 15, 16, don't have a car? Okay. So, so you're half yay, half nay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think if it was adjusted, I'd be yay. How's that? I need an adjustment. Okay. You'll need an adjustment. All right. Well, we got you. Uh, also on the yay or nay file, after years and years of teasing that it would happen, uh, ABC, the American Broadcasting Company, has finally given a green light to its long-awaited senior citizen season bachelor. This fall, one lucky older man will embark on a journey to find love, flipping the formula of the bachelor franchise, which for more than two decades has uh, usually starred 20-something and barely 30-something singles. The new series will be called The Golden Bachelor. The leading man has yet to be announced, and his cast of female suitors will be announced at a later date. ABC describes the new series as showcasing, quote, a new or a whole new kind of love story, one for the golden years. The network synopsis says a hopeless romantic is given a second chance at love and the search for a partner with whom to share the sunset years of life. The woman arriving at the mansion have a lifetime of experience, living through love, loss, and laughter, hoping for a spark that ignites a future full of endless possibilities. In the end, will our golden man turn the page to start a new chapter with the woman of his dreams? Uh, execs behind The Bachelor have uh, been hot on the idea of a senior citizen bachelor season for quite some time. The series has been waiting on the back burner for years. It seems the writer strike pushed ABC over the edge as the network is now leaning heavily on scripted content, bolstering their fall 2023 season with reality shows. Uh, so that means that The Golden Bachelor won't be the only show under The Bachelor umbrella to air this year, as the fan favorite series Bachelor in Paradise will also air its ninth season. Uh, the Golden Bachelor will air on Monday nights. <laughs> so, um, yay or nay to, I uh, know you don't watch it. <laughs> yep. I will note I that. But yay or nay to a bachelor for seniors. Uh, you know what? Define senior, I would say yes. Because I, I think we're getting to be in that weird defined senior thing. We're getting close, dude. We're getting real close. But you know what? I ain't a, I'm, not, I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad I'm at it. Close. If anything, if they let them be and not have, like, let the script kind of write itself, older people are hilarious. <laughs> and I'm talking older than me. I don't think I'm funny, but younger people think I am. Older people than me, hilarious. And it might be a generational thing, but, yeah, they're ornery, and they've already lived their life, and they're like, you know what? F you. I don't care, you know? So that one might pull me in. So, yes, yay. Speaking speaking of older, did you see – I'm not sure who we talked about, but did you see uh, Martha Stewart's uh, SI swimsuit photos? No. Holy cow. (laughs) I don't, she looks good. I don't tend to watch Martha Stewart. 
she looks good. If you have a second, if you're near your phone, look it up. Uh, SI came out with uh, a few covers of its swimsuit models. Martha Stewart's looking good for 81. I'm not going to lie, man. She was looking pretty good. <laughs> I, I, hey. <laughs> if you check that, that out. That I, you, would you sign up for it is what you're saying. You need a boy toy, I'm your guy. If she was willing to spend like some money and if she if she was like a sugar mama, I, hey. <laughs> you got the money. <laughs> but no, she did look good. On her, uh, it was a lot of uh, different models that SI used this week. Martha Stewart was one of them. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I've been talking to a lot of different people and even they were like, wow. <laughs> But I did, I forgot uh, that she was a model in her younger days, so looked more like a natural. Um, one of the stories that came out of the NFL this past week. So I give you a backdrop for those of you not familiar with the NFL here in the states. Um, with the National Football League, a lot of its games uh, for many years have been available over uh, networks. Uh, recent years switched to cable, but a lot of people still have access to it. Only recently have they began putting games on particular uh, streaming services and or apps such as Amazon uh, with their Thursday night football package. So the only way you'll be able to see Thursday night football is if you have Amazon Prime. But word came this week that uh, NBC who owns the Peacock streaming service, will exclusively air the Buffalo Bills versus uh, Los Angeles Chargers NFL game in Week 16, but it will also exclusively air one of the league's playoff games in January. Now, per the Wall Street Journal, NBC and the NFL have agreed to a one-year deal to exclusively air a wild-card playoff game in January. The reported value of the deal is $110 million for one year. Um, in markets participating, the game will also air on the local NBC affiliate. In order to see a playoff game, you would have to get Peacock. Now, that would be like the equivalent of, oh, and by the way, that game would air in the Saturday prime time window. Um, and... Unfortunately, putting it in games exclusively behind a streaming paywall generates a lot of negative feedback. Uh, putting it especially in an NFL game, it's going to get a lot of blowback, even if the game is still available on broadcast TV locally. That would be the equivalent of those of you, my friends, who live over in the U.K., having your favorite soccer team only available on an app for a major game or putting a World Cup game on a streaming app exclusively on that app that you had to have. <laughs> Yay or day to the fact now of putting an NFL game exclusively on an app, especially a game as big as an NFL playoff game. Uh, Nate, I am uh, highly against it. I don't mind having it be part of a streaming service. I'm not saying don't have it be part of a streaming service, but having it exclusively as a streaming service, especially for somebody like, Las Vegas, our market just happened, like, however many years ago the Raiders came into town. 
we didn't have a local market. We had maybe San Diego, maybe Oakland, maybe Arizona. You know, it really depended. So having that local market, in quotes, was very narrow for the Las Vegas area. So it was, you know, NFL Sunday ticket. It was um, hopefully it was on one of the major networks. And if it wasn't part of the major networks, then um, then you're basically SOL. Hmm. I don't like exclusivity. I don't. I. It makes it hard to be a fan of a sport. Hmm. It just makes it hard. It really does. Nope, I agree. I think it stinks, and I hope that is not the beginning. It's already tough because I don't do Amazon Prime. I'm sorry. I'm probably one of only ten people in this world that don't that do Prime, but I am not going to get it. And even though you offer an NFL game on Thursday nights, it's still not going to make me get it. Do I miss not seeing it on Thursday nights? Yeah, but you're not going to make me buy your Prime uh, to catch a game. Game, and I'm definitely not going to buy Peacock just for a one-off game uh, that you decide you want to put on there to generate some type of streaming revenue. I think it's a horrible idea, and anyone that wants to start putting major sporting events on a streaming service is going to quickly find themselves uh, losing a lot of money on that deal. (laughs) That 110 is already overrated. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, that's my opinion on it. Um, Wendy's. The good folks at Wendy's. Uh, Well, first of all, I'll start this off. I'm not sure of how many places do do this uh, worldwide. But do you remember back in the day when your parents would go to the bank and they would be outside in the drive-through lane and mm-hmm. your money came through the underground uh, up through a little chute overhead. to you? So, yeah, or overhead, yes. Yes, or overhead. So much like a bank drive-up, when these patrons may soon have their orders sent to them through an underground tube, the Ohio-based company announced Wednesday that they're partnering with Pipe Dream, which is a hyper-logistics company for the pilot. They said, we know that serve, uh, serving orders quickly and accuracy leads to increased customer satisfaction. Pipe Dream's instant pickup system has the potential to unlock greater mobile order speed of service and accuracy, enabling us to consistently deliver hot and fresh Wendy's products to our fans, positioned next to the parking spots. Patrons will place their order, and the technology uses uh, – autonomous robots to transport meals underground to their vehicle. Wendy's plans to integrate the Pipe Dream delivery system into an existing restaurant later this year. Earlier this month, they announced that they're teaming up with Google to add artificial intelligence to its menu. Here we go with AI, AI again. Uh, we we got to have one particular show probably about that down the line. Uh, but dubbed Fresh AI, the AI tech will hold limited conversations with customers Handling their food orders and answering frequently asked questions, the bot will integrate with the store's hardware and cash register systems for processing orders. Uh, yay or nay <laughs> to this new way it's of getting your food? Huh? Oh, okay. Yeah, I, yay or nay to Skynet? Nay. Um, yay or nay to underground food? I'm going to go with nay only because, okay. <laughs> I have, hmm, I'm already having trouble with people, like, 
a burger coming through a window that somebody's handing me in a bag, and when I open up the box that has the burger or the or the paper that has the burger, like the bun is halfway off, like the cheese is underneath the bun because they didn't care, and it just kind of got slapped together. When do you tend to do that so much? But if you're in a hurry, yeah. Now add in there that you're going to stuff a bag into a tube and have the tube chunk to you. Yeah, no, I'm good. I'll walk in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, like I know. I don't trust that at all. Uh, <laughs> and I know, and it's going to be a slow system because it's not going to be a fast system. You know, like before, your your money used to come straight through that little tube. You can't do that with food. Because a lot of stuff's going to be jacked up. <laughs> okay. How do you do that tube with drinks? How do you do it with Frosties? <laughs> so, I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm not even – let's not do drinks. Let's not do drinks or Frosties because those come in cups, right? Chill. I'm, yeah. Jack up my food, man. I'm going to have, like, chili in my Dr. Pepper. <laughs> right. A big fat no. And, uh, <laughs> I'm not a fan either. I guess I'd have to see how that works out, but uh, no, uh, it just it just let me just just do this the regular way. <laughs> Speaking of food, the good folks at Kraft Heinz are unveiling customizable sauce dispensers with more than 200 condiment combos. Uh, so they want to appeal to consumers looking for more variety, spiciness, and sweetness in their sauces and to learn what new condiments launch in grocery stores. Uh, so now, like I said, they want to offer them that with this dispenser created for food service clients. The machine called the Heinz Remix is the latest example of Kraft Heinz leaning into its away-from-home segment to grow sales. The company has expanded distribution in airports, launched a deluxe version of its mayonnaise for chefs, and reformulated its Lunchable so that it can be served in schools. Now, in the first quarter, Kraft reported sales growth of more than 25%. The company will unveil the remix at the National Restaurant Association show, which kicks off Saturday here in Chicago. It plans to pilot the dispenser in restaurants as soon as the end of this year. Uh, they said the company is still working through a specific business model for the remix. It's also looking at how the dispenser could be used for drive through orders. But the machine requires more time and effort than throwing a handful of ketchup packets to a takeout bag, which will likely pose a challenge for speed-focused drive-through lanes. To make a customized sauce, consumers will use the touchscreen to select the base of either ketchup, ranch, 57 sauce, or barbecue sauce, add in enhancers that include jalapeno, smoky chipotle, buffalo, and mango, and set one of three intensity levels. Uh, Alan Cleanerman, uh, who's the head of this uh, Disruption at Kraft Heinz told CNBC his favorite combination is ranch dressing with a heavy dose of jalapeno and a lighter infusion of smoky chipotle. But a dark horse mango ketchup generated the most buzz around Kraft's office recently. Uh, they created the Heinz remix in just six months with helping hands from Microsoft, device engineers, and Internet of Things developers. Uh, Keep it simple, man. Keep it simple. If you got 
got to have what? like all this mess added in together. Just take your food home. Make your own mixture. If I'm going over to that machine just to get ketchup, now I got to wait for uh, Johnny, I don't know what I want. And he sat in there, oh, well, ketchup sounds good, but ranch might sound better, but I can't have both. And jalapeno might be too hot, because I don't know if it's too hot. And then, do I want smoky chipotle? No, 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 no. (laughs) People can't even focus on ordering off of a menu that they probably have ordered off of hundreds of times before. What makes you think that they're going to be able to order (laughs) or get their sauce with over 200 different, like, keep it right at the drinks. I love the drink infusion thing. It's pretty simple, pretty much on the go. Now, when you're adding in over 200 different ways to mix a sauce, too far. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, I didn't even have to say. <laughs> I'm dying over here. This is great. <laughs> I don't. We haven't. Even... I. I don't. I don't. As long as they still have packets. <laughs> All I want is my mayonnaise and ketchup, and I'm good to go. I can do it with a packet. I know the mixture. I know the ratio. I'm I'm set. Will that go through the tube too? Yeah. Can you imagine having? <laughs> oh, this the is tube. so wrong. My friends just put this together, and it's so wrong. If you had. The the drink, the Coke drink machine that you can infuse, you can do like the 75 different combinations on, and I right. have no ice. Then you have that machine, the, the, the condiment machine, and then the tube that shoots out your food. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. Places just get out of like, it's a combustible element. That's all I'm saying. It's not good. <laughs> It's just what it is. Yeah, if, you, if we got to do all of that, just just don't. <laughs> um, we're doing too much, man. It just, uh, Mike, help me out here. Stop it. Get some help. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's too much, man. And, it, and I haven't even gotten to the other story that's, like, made me really mad this week on, the last, on yay or day here. Um, but some sad news, and I don't want to wind up on sad news, but unfortunately this week, Oscar Mayer's Wienermobile is no more. The Chicago-based meat brand is giving a new name to its beloved company vehicle. As of Wednesday, Oscar Mayer's Wienermobile will now be known as the Frank Mobile. According to Oscar Mayer, this is the first rebrand since the Frankfurter-shaped vehicle hit the road in 1936. The six Frankmobiles will have new side decals asking people, quote, please do not lick, and declaring it, quote, the associate brand manager of Oscar Mayer, uh, Stephanie Vance, said that, quote, it's time for the Frankmobile to highlight Oscar Mayer's 100% beef franks after the Wienermobile successfully highlighted the brand's wieners for many years. <laughs> that sounds bad. Oscar Mayer is giving other classic staples new names. The Frankmobile drivers, once called Hot Doggers, are now known as Frankfurters. And the classic Wiener Whistles are now Frank Whistles. The Frankmobile is making stops across Illinois this month. 
and uh, I know it will be here in Chicago at the end of June if you are going to be here. Automatic nay. That's kind of yeah, like... Yeah, no. <laughs> I think we've been on a lot of I want to be an Oscar Mayer wiener. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Why would you do that? <laughs> no. I wish I was an Oscar Mayer wiener. <laughs> Not a Frankfurter. That's what to be. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Just brutal, man. That everyone would be in love with me. I want to be an And the wiener whistle actually works. A Frank whistle doesn't sound as good as a wiener whistle. It's alliteration. Right. It's a freak. If you're going to change the name of the car, fine. It's whatever. You don't want to call it a wiener mobile anymore. You want to call it a meat wagon? Fine. I don't even care. But the <laughs> wiener whistle? Keep your hands off my wiener whistle. Right. <laughs> I tell you, it is it is a sad day <laughs> when we can't call it that. Anymore. I wonder if I, we can make. I wonder if we can make the that song for "I Want to Be an Oscar Mayer Wiener" sound sad. Because <laughs> it's going away. Someone's going to be coming out with that version at some point. So yes. <laughs> Man, that's that's oh, that's brutal. <laughs> but I hate to end it on that. It's 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 just bad, man. I, it, the world's changing, and it's it's just keep it the way it was. Nobody asked for that. Nobody asked for that. But there they come. Oh, some kids did because they were like, "Oh my gosh." It says wiener, and wiener makes you think of a penis, and that's not good. But you and know what? my answer to that, yeah, penis is, the, the, it's a hot dog. Have you looked at it? It looks like a wiener. <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> that i don't know what to tell you besides thank you for listening this week and the little <laughs> clock on the wall is telling us that it's just about time to go um any shout outs for this week at all yes i have who is being a diva and having a birthday so happy birthday to you diva niece and my sister and her husband are celebrating their anniversary this coming Monday. So happy anniversary. This coming Monday. I have to look at the calendar now. Uh, so happy anniversary to them. Um, subathon. Oh, uh, happy Twitch anniversary for me. My oh. uh, one year affiliate on Twitch was today. So yay. Oh, uh, <laughs> I have been absent for quite some time, but um, I, I'm, there's some work, there's some stuff, there's some there's some ideas that are flowing. So we'll we'll see what happens in the next coming months. But other than that, I think other than that, 
thank you to everybody that's been listening and 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 yeah. Enjoy your weekend. Okay. Well no, um no shout outs here. Um I will Yeah. You, no. Yes you have you're I do? the reason that somebody's traveling. Oh me? Well Yeah. Oh congratulations well, yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> well, I was going to say that for next week, but I guess I could do it this week. Uh, uh, congratulations to my nephew. I'm going to see him graduate this Sunday. Um, proud of him. And um, I will be down there in Hotlanta. <laughs> um, don't know how many things I will be able to see in my shortened trip, but excited to be there nonetheless. First time there in the South. Um I've been to Florida, but this is South South. <laughs> so excited about that. Um, but no, besides that, I've got nothing. Uh, I want to thank all of you, as always, for listening and joining us here each and every Friday, where we're just about here every Friday, 10 o'clock Eastern, 9 o'clock Central. And of course, you can always hear every show here on Blog Talk Radio or you can check us out where there are podcasts, particularly on Apple or on iHeartRadio or on Spotify. And, yeah, um, I got nothing. Um, <laughs> it's been a long week. And, you know, I just hope that uh, spring is here, weather is getting nicer, be vigilant no matter where you are, and uh, let's hope for a nice spring as well as a nice summer. Um, you know, there's too much going on in the world where life's too short. So enjoy it. And tell those that you love that you love them. And just be good. That's all. That's all you have to do is just be good. You know, it's, if you want to be bad, do it on your own time. Don't ruin other people's good time. Because <laughs> we're all here for a good time. So that's all I got to say. But with that, uh, thanks so much for listening, everyone. Take care of yourselves and each other, and we'll see you next Friday night for page one. Bye. Thanks for listening to page one. Page one. Page one. Don't forget to get the latest show info on Twitter at NewsCommentBTR and add us as a podcast on Apple, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and other platforms where we can be found. 